Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs, host of Nurse Talk Radio, one of the thousands of nurses on duty today. Here's what we're talking about this week. Violence against nurses is at an epidemic level. In 2014, three in four nurses experienced verbal or physical abuse, such as yelling, cursing, grabbing, scratching, or kicking from patients and visitors, according to a study in the National Journal of Emergency Nursing. Three in 10 nurses reported physical abuse, the study found. Between 2012 and 2014, nurses and nurse assistants experienced higher rates of workplace violence injuries than other healthcare sector workers, according to a study by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The problem's getting worse, the study found. Nurses and nurse assistants' rates of workplace violence injuries rose steadily over the two-year period. In 2010, the tragic death of fellow National Nurses United RN Cynthia Palomato was a galvanizing moment. Cynthia died as a result of preventable workplace violence. Nurses stepped up their efforts to protect their fellow RNs and after four years won comprehensive legislation in California requiring all hospitals to have a workplace violence prevention plan. Now, National Nurses United is leading the fight to secure these protections in every state. Here with us is RN and Nursing Practice and Health and Safety Specialist Deanne McEwen. Deanne, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you so much, Shane and Casey. Uh, Good afternoon to you. Nice to hear you, Deanne. One thing I have to say, I just want to point out, uh, four years it took to secure this. You know, that just kills me that it takes so long for something that seems absolutely uh, nonsensical that you would want to protect the safety of your healthcare staff? Well, the problem seems to be that there have been um, standards and policies and procedures in place, but they really didn't have any explicit enforceable provisions. Mm-hmm. And as Cynthia Palomata's uh, auntie, who had flown out here from the Philippines to attend her memorial, said, somebody shouldn't have to die before something is done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, We're nurses, right? We have to go back in the room. And we did an assessment, and now we're proceeding with implementing this plan. Mm-hmm. Deanne, the rates of violence are on the rise as well. Between 2005 and 2014, incidents of workplace violence increased by 100%, 110% in private industry hospitals. So what's going on to contribute to this rise in, in violence? Well, we do know that uh, work shouldn't hurt. And so, um, you know, as staffing levels become a problem, mm-hmm. education and training Uh, plans are not implemented. As a whole, uh, people who come to hospitals come there for care. And traditionally, hospitals are thought of being places of healing. And there's a lot of people out there that need help, and they have nowhere else to go. And so they are showing up at higher rates in our hospitals and health clinics. And so it just points to the fact that we really need to invest in a comprehensive public health planning and safety with universal access to care for people. Absolutely. So, Deanne, I want to point out, because I think it's important, that according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, estimated that healthcare workers experience workplace violence at rates 5 to 12 times higher than workers overall. And I always think it's important to say we have more assaults on healthcare workers than prison guards or police officers, and yet they get to react when when violence occurs in in their world. Well, they do. And, you know, the employer has the duty, uh, respondeat superior, under OSHA guidelines to make sure that your workplace is free of all known hazards. And so in hospitals and healthcare settings, of course, people come there for help because they're generally ill, under a lot of stress. They may get news that they didn't expect to hear. People all react and behave differently. We can't hold 
patients accountable in that way, but we should have a means of holding our employers accountable for following strict enforceable guidelines. So again, in 2014, we succeeded in getting legislation passed here in California and uh, through our affiliates in National Nurses United and Minnesota, Massachusetts. Uh, other states are following suit, but you know, nurses and healthcare workers can't wait because this is on the rise, as you pointed out. So we petitioned OSHA for national standards. Which was a smart way to go. Well, everybody deserves the same level of protection. And uh, there are people that talk about a nursing shortage. But uh, again, if they're working under circumstances where their own health is at risk, we can't really keep our patients safe if we can't have some guarantees regarding our own personal safety. Yeah, and we want to talk about that OSHA petition. So what are the key aspects? This is a federal OSHA position that you've uh, petitioned that you filed. What are the key aspects? And does this reinforce California Senate Bill 1299, which was workplace violence legislation? Well, it certainly points to the, the wisdom of it and the value of effective planning, which we're experts at as registered nurses, and it gives credence to our voice. So the aspects of the petition that I'm very excited about is that uh, the comprehensive workplace violence prevention program has to be implemented at all times in all units and all work areas and on the facility grounds, including parking structures. And there has to be interactive training, and it actually has to involve the staff that works in those specific units. Because administrators may be well-intentioned, but when they're in the boardroom all day, they don't see the threats in the same way that uh, an employee can evaluate and assess that there is a threat. So, again, everyone has to be on board with the planning and implementation and training regarding these procedures. Also, uh, prohibition on retaliation against employees for seeking law enforcement assistance. In a workplace where I work, people were afraid to call the police because the hospital wants to handle everything internally and they want to have their PR people out front because they're afraid of losing market share uh, exactly. and, and their image. And so that, that's a really exciting part of the, the national uh, petition. It's an important one. So National Nurses United is working with nursing organizations in other states to introduce this legislation. What progress is being made there? Well, already there's been um, movement in Massachusetts, in Maine, in Michigan, in Minnesota. And what's happening is that we're all uniting nationally. Uh, on behalf of everyone, whether they're represented or not uh, by a union, these protections would benefit everybody. Also to include patient-specific risk factors. The sad thing about this story is that every day you read in the paper or hear on the news uh, about another instance. Just in Pennsylvania a couple of days ago, a man came to a psychiatric hospital, pointed a gun at two nurses, and um, took a woman from the hospital. He had a history of psych issues, how he got past the information desk with a gun. I mean, that's something that people could look at. What about metal detectors, screening, security guards at the door? Uh, those kind of things we shouldn't really have to fight for, but they should be included in a specific plan. I, I mean, just anecdotally, I just did my last shift after six years at a psych clinic in San Francisco that'll go unnamed. And when, and when people ask me about leaving there, I said that the thing that I'm most proud of is that I was there for six years and I didn't get shot, stabbed, or beaten. And that sounds very dramatic, but it's it's true. Like I was it's true. You genuinely were physically scared for myself. And, and you were time. assaulted. 
Many times, yeah. Yes, and I have been assaulted in my career also many times. And, you know, Deanne, when you said earlier about parking structures, it's true. You know, when they built hospitals, they really didn't think in terms of safety for the nurses, particularly psych hospitals where you have long, empty hallways with nothing that prevents anybody uh, if they have ill ill intent. And then parking structures built right next to it that looks down into the hospital so that they can see you coming and going and see your license plate. All those things just went, you know, uh, unthought about. Um, And now, hopefully with this legislation, they'll have to think about that when they're building a new facility and think about our safety. They they will. And and personnel and staffing, trained staff that is trained to respond specifically to these instances. And they are taught techniques such as de-escalation techniques to try to diffuse a situation verbally. But uh, like Cynthia Palamada and another colleague of mine, Brandy Welch, uh, that works at a Southern California hospital, who had a teenage patient grab a chair and throw it at her. And uh, she suffered um, a a lifelong injury to her arm now that impacts every day of her life. And looking at things like the the setup of the structure, as you said, where's the parking structure? This is near and dear to my heart, and and I don't believe anyone else should be injured. Uh, Mm -hmm. Coming in on call, a lot of people are on call, and they come in alone at night. And personally... um, I was approached, somebody came up as I was pulling into a parking space, beating on the car. Mm. It was a darkened corridor there uh, as I was going into the building where I had to get my uh, surgical supplies and uh, set up for our team. And that was very frightening. I kept going. This guy was running after my car, pulled up to the front door where the security guards were of the hospital and told them I saw this guy. And they said, yeah, we've been looking for him. The police are here now. So this is... uh, really important uh, step that we've taken, and we've got nurses all across the country with their eyes and their hearts and their heads and their voices now focused on this issue at the federal level. So, Deanne, what is the process for this federal OSHA petition? What, you know, we, you've told us a little bit what you're looking for, but what's the process? What's the next step? They've certainly got a model in the California legislation that we won in 2014, um, Senator Padilla, uh, SB 1299, and so we've got regulations out there, and the process is that OSHA can promulgate regulations, and they must be enforceable standards. Really, it's already written into the law that they ensure that all workplaces are free of known hazards, and nobody can deny at at this point in time and in history that workplace violence against healthcare workers are on the rise, injuries and career-ending injuries at that, and even deaths have occurred because these regulations have not been followed. So again, voluntary standards are not enough. They have to be enforceable. OSHA has the power and the authority to enforce and fine employers who do not follow the regulations. So again, we're the canaries in the mine shaft, if you will. We see a problem. We've done an assessment. We're implementing a solution, and we're going to go back in the room to make sure that uh, it's followed up on and implemented. Thank you so much, Deanne, for your work uh, as a nurse, but particularly uh, fighting this. Uh, NNU's done a wonderful job with uh, protecting nurses and getting this legislation going. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It takes all of us. Thank you so much for the work you do. Thank you. We've been talking with RN and Nursing Practice and Health and Safety Specialist Deanne McEwen. For more information about this topic or about National Nurses United, visit nnu.org.